And I am Danny Stewart, editor-in-chief of ComicallyInclined.com. And I am Blake Hickman, the social media manager. I'm Jared. I'm the production... Uh, I forgot. I don't know. Uh, That's Jared Houchins, our content producer. Content producer. <laughs> and uh, Brittany? Hi. And that's that's Brittany Shelton. Uh, Brittany, we don't have a job title for you yet. Um, we also have a uh, special guest, Johnny Tassarello, on the show doing? today. Johnny, how's it going? Yeah, good. Thank you for uh, having me. So you are the owner of the Rock and Roll Drive-In. I'm one of the owners, yes. Yeah, and we are super, super excited to have you here. We also have our human relations specialist and fact checker extraordinaire, Ben, in the comments. Uh, say hi to the people, Ben. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so we had, we had some serious technical issues uh, here, and uh, we're starting a little late, so we will try to be expedient with the show. Uh, so, Blake, you want to go ahead and break in a rumor mill? Let's fire up rumor mill. That's probably got music going, right? Yeah. Jared's our music, right? I don't remember what the... There, there should have been music. Probably something. All right, so DC is slowly taking notes from Marvel, trying to be successful. Good luck. Batman is not showing an origin story this time for the first time ever because, you know, Spider-Man didn't, and it worked, so now they're taking notes. Yeah. And yeah, that worked cool. out. I'm glad you all have an opinion on that. Yeah, uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. So something that we learned with, uh, I think, both with the Tom Holland Spider-Man right. um, and... Uh, Hopefully we'll learn It'll be the same with Fantastic Four (laughs) A lot of the Marvel movies have gone without doing origin stories Or the origins have been in another person's movie So I think it's a great move And literally every version of Batman we have gotten With the exception of uh, no, even the Affleck Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we've gotten an origin. We've seen this Hell, origin. Hell, we even get so his origin in other people's movies, like the Joker. Yeah, I mean, I'm so tired of origins for the well known. That's why I hope, like with the X Men, that doesn't happen either, and we just kind of keep going on. <laughs> yeah, like I'm tired of hearing the origins. <laughs> yeah. So, um, actually, Johnny, you're not huge into comic books or movies, right? No, I'm not. Do you know Batman's origin? No, not you, really. Not even no, a little. No, I mean, no. Okay, so Johnny, Johnny needs Batman's origin. <laughs> it, it, it's a classic comic book origin. I mean, you know, yeah. parents get killed. Yeah, like, you're I not mean, a DC vengeance. guy. You know, but they you know Batman's walk, origin. They right? left yeah, the theater right? down to Mom the pearl necklace shot. and all. So I, you know I, yeah. I, I know, I know more than yeah. I let on. So, so you really don't need it in the next movie. Like you'd be able to no, watch a Batman movie. Right. Like, well, I know, I know how he got disturbed child, and you know, yeah, and Zorro, you know, kind of embraced him with the mask. You know, that's the movie they were watching, right? Yes. See that I did. Zorro the Gay Blade. was the movie that him and his, his parents were watching. The Gay Blade? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was the name of it. D- that specific one. Hat? Huh. Okay, cool. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that was called. Well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, stuff. we got that. DC trying to step it up. We'll see if it works. Yeah. Tessa Thompson teases Valkyrie and Captain Marvel in the future might have a relationship, possibly. That's the I only. That's that. the only way they can make Captain Marvel Brie Larson interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I missed what you just said. My bad. Okay. <laughs> it's it's I, not having my headphones on. It's like I can't even hear you. Hey, Dan, we lean closer to the mic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tessa Thompson uh, is actually teasing that Valkyrie and Captain Marvel will have a relationship later on in the MCU. Oh, okay. So they're keeping her comic book story where Valkyrie was the first bisexual 
Right. Um, right. Yes. And, and they're seeing that you know Brie Larson's really losing you know the points of approval you know with the fans, so they need something to catch. Really? Up. Yeah. I hadn't yeah. noticed anything about that. Yeah. Is well, that... you know that's why I have. Rumor where are you? Mills, where so. are you getting that information? Oh, it, that, I can't tell all my sources. Okay. His yeah. phone. <laughs> I thought everybody agreed that Brie Larson was the best Marvel superhero. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, welcome to the podcast, Danny. Uh, <laughs> we will get you up to speed on everything. Uh, also, the Eternals VFX supervisor confirmed that the Ebony Blade will be in the Blade project. So, like, there's nothing really been super confirmed on, like, how they're going to do it. But they're talking about uh, the Ebony Blade being presented to him by Blade. That's how it actually got there in that office. So, do you think that Blade is going to pick up right there at the end of Eternals in that? I think it's going to be very close. If not, it may do, like, a little bit backstory, like, just real quick. And then it'll, it'll continue into that. Pick Marvel's up from there, I been think. loving the flashbacks, so I could definitely see a flashback yeah. going down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, like, you know, the whole black liquid, how they did that on the blade? Uh, they came up with that idea, wanting to, you know, because of the curse of the, the sword, mm-hmm. they, they kind of did the black liquid, wanting to think that, you know, it could latch on and consume him. So that was kind of the idea that came with that. Yeah, it's it really put me in mind of, like, the Venom symbiote taking right. over somebody, like, the way the blade reacted to him sure. almost touching it. So I think that we'll probably see a VX. VFX, something to that effect being how he gets his armor. Right. Um, which is, I mean, it's really interesting. The the um, Black Knight armor slowly kills the person that's wearing it. Yes, and it actually, uh, you know, I think it transformed them into killing for no reason. Yeah, they like, go crazy. Yeah, they just end up going insane. Or they, they gain like a bloodlust every time they use the blade. Yes. They yes. want to yep. draw blood with them. No matter what you're, you know, what you originally start out with wanting to do, it consumes you and you lose your complete self. That's so. why him and Blade get along so well. It's because Blade teaches him how to actually control that lust so he can actually become an anti-hero instead of just a murder bot. We all love a good anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we all need a good whistler, you know? Speaking so. of anti-heroes, we're doing a top five DC anti-heroes today. Uh, but anyway, you're next. Uh... <laughs> hey, is Chris Christopherson dead? I don't know. Is Chris Christopherson dead? If not, they should bring him back as Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where that was going. Yeah. I, I honestly not, don't not know. Not music. Ben, <laughs> can you fact check whether Chris Christopherson is dead or yeah. not? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, loved his, I loved his Whistler character back in the day with Whistling Snipes. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a good... Um, it, well, it was a little good. rough around the edges, but... It's really hard to tell the difference between him and... Uh, Jeff uh, Nick Nolte oh. in uh, in uh, Hulk. Yeah, they do yeah, actually. They look almost yeah. identical. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that is true. Jesus. Except it's you know that's an incredibly worse movie, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, at least Hulk. So, anyways, uh, the next one, I'm not so happy about, but we have Tom Cruise, as we all know, has been rumored to be a variant, you know, in the multiverse of madness. But now they're talking about Tom Cruise coming back as the most powerful Iron Man variant that has three Infinity Stones in his suit. <sighs> Uh, Tyler, Taylor Burton is saying that Chris Christopherson is still with us. Thank, Thank you, God. Listen, listen. What's wrong with Tom Cruise being being Iron Man? You know, Tom Cruise is not a bad actor. What? In <laughs> <And> some movies. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, you want who, who doesn't something... who doesn't love the movie Cocktail? I mean, come on. You want to see something? <laughs> you want to see something you can't unsee? Look up Tom Cruise's smile. 
He he has one tooth in the center of his. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yes, he does. So instead of having two front teeth Get in the middle, sh- it's are one you serious? Yeah, yeah, in the middle. Like oh wow! It's because he's an alpha. He's yeah. he's evolved. I think Johnny's gonna search <laughs> that for us. <laughs> That's what makes him the most powerful Iron Man variant. <laughs> the extra tooth. <laughs> yeah, but I I think that this Tom Cruise. I don't want to get too hyped for Tom Cruise's Iron Man. It's a one-off cameo. There's no way it that better he's sticking be a one-off cameo. Back but as, but as what if Iron it Man. isn't? Why? What is the issue with Tom Cruise? Or I mean, are you just saying it's Tom Cruise, or is it any actor other than RDJ that plays Iron Man? If you're not RDJ, you're not my Iron Man. Listen, That's all I'm saying. Listen, this is. So herein lies the craziness of Marvel fans. We've all gotten so spoiled with great acting and entitled to these characters that we don't realize that Marvel's doing shit for a reason. We've trusted him for, what, 12 years now, and now you're going to get off the horse of going, Tom Cruise, hell no. You just said we got spoiled with great acting, so we should, like, lower our standards. No, no, no. You get spoiled, so now you're holding yourself. (laughs) we're in Marvel, not DC. Listen, you... A few years, five or six years ago, you would have said, "Thank God we have any of these movies." And now you're being so picky as to take an A-list actor like Tom Cruise and go, "I don't want him to be my." Well, no, when you have 12 years of just perfecting everything and you know leading the movie industry. You don't lower your standards. So you you're just saying don't. that Marvel's made zero mistakes in this entire period. No, just one. Brie Larson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I mean, I we, all we could all agree that Thor: The Dark World was also a mistake. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, that it, would it, way it, it was right. Is next after Brie Larson. And, all, <laughs> and, and, and in se- case you're wondering, Danny, uh, our fact checker Ben is in the comments, and he says Brie Larson equals garbage. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is the fact checker. So, here's something I'm pretty sure it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, oh, X-Men 2, X-Men United, Kelly Who, uh, Lady Deathstrike. You know, she didn't really say nothing, just cracked her knuckles and was an awful she, It was really bad. Movie. Yeah. So, she is, like, on a, a mission to try to get into the MCU now and have a lot more uh, dialogue. <laughs> any any dialogue at all? Yeah, yeah. As, as much as I do want to see Lady Deathstrike in the MCU with whoever the new Wolverine is once they either bring Hugh Jackman in as Wolverine and throw, like, you know, a shit ton of money his way to get him to reprise the character. That's what I would do. Or they recast Wolverine, which I think is the... As much as I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I think that's the smarter move. I think... um, He's at his moment. A Wolverine that can stay around for a while. What if they don't go Wolverine and they go one of his children? That's stupid. You need Wolverine. No, you don't. I I love Dakin. I, um, love I think X twenty three is awesome. So I think uh, jo- uh, James Hudson would be a weird choice, you know, out of the, the so out of the three Wolverine yeah. children, uh, it would have to be Dakin probably. But I think that since we're already losing Captain America, we've already lost Iron Man. That if we're going to introduce a version of Wolverine, it needs to be Wolverine. Yeah, and the Marvel's not so big now to where they're going to throw us things that aren't. Like they need they need those A list X Men to get the X Men brand off the ground. Like trying to go too obscure too quickly or second rate people is not going to work out. They for could them. go yeah. no Wolverine at all, but completely segue. Yeah, but Wolverine on all ex- of that. But whenever yeah. whenever we do get Wolverine at whatever version we're getting, um, I would like him to face off against a really good version of Lady Deathstrike and not right not the not, no. First off, she's not a mutant; she's a cyborg. Um and in X two she was a, a mutant, right. um which was really stupid. Uh, like I hated the idea that the Fox X Men universe decided that every single person they fought had to be a mutant, like Juggernaut, instead of giving him his actual origin with the Gemicider Act and everything. Magic they made him a, a, another mutant. 
Um, it, it, it's really, it was really crappy, and I want them to get away from that, so I really don't want to see a mutant version of Lady Deathstrike instead of her, her cyborg right. version. And Kelly, who never was like an A-list actor anyways, I mean, she's not awful, but there's a lot better out there than her. What if she played uh, an Iron Man variant? Would you be mad about well, that, too? Back to what Stephen Taylor said. Mama said that Tom Cruise is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that football is the devil. I do also want to say hi to Mike Casey, uh, owner of Drop the Mic DJ Service and also one of our sponsors. He's in the comments tonight. As well as say hello to uh, Gage McAllister, the 12-gauge ninja. I'm just um, curious. Who's waterboarding me daddy? I don't know, but I, they're funny. <laughs> Hello, waterboard me, Daddy. I appreciate you and your <laughs> comments as well. Wow, Blake, what was your next piece of uh, news there? That threw me off. Uh, so uh, we're getting pictures finally from Secret Invasion being filmed. Yeah, that's going on in Leeds right now. Uh, what y'all think about Samuel Jackson's new look with no patch and a beard? So I've not seen it. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, what's on our Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> so let Wait me just rat. check that real quick. Wait a no. Uh, it's, it's, so just it, describe it, it to me. It does. Yeah, he have... he's, he's got a beard just about this far out, gray, mm-hmm. and he has no patch. You know, he's got the scarred eye. The so he on is skin. still. Yeah, he's still he's sporting just exposing it. his right. scarred eye. Yep. So I have seen that image. I thought it was something different. Oh no, just him without a patch okay, and a beard. Cool. No, yeah, no, I've seen that. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if that's you miss me to like. Yeah, yeah, you were gone last week. We got sassy Blake this week. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like having the only working set of headphones in the studio is made. It feels you, good. Like, power has went sort to of, his head. Some sort of power. Yeah, some sort of power has gone to your head. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Jesse wants to know what time we're doing work tomorrow, Jared. Um, <laughs> How about that convo for the chat? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey Ben, we fact check that. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I think it's cool. I think it speaks to a level of desperation sure. uh, that maybe Nick Fury is going through that he maybe has lost his eye patch for some reason. Um, I don't think he's just taken it off. We've seen him with it in every single one of his uh, I mean, appearances in the Marvels. So, eye patches uh, are pretty easy to come by, though. I mean, maybe there's a reason behind it. Yeah, like what would be – like speculate. What would a reason be for that? I mean, it's a beard and no eye patch. It's easier to blend into the crowd. They're filming in London, so maybe – I don't know. I yeah, really don't know. I think I think having an eye patch would be uh, would blend in a little better than having a big ass scar with a white. Are you eyeball, thinking like maybe it's just a scene where he loses it? No, I'm just wondering what's going on in Secret Invasion that has led Nick Fury to be maybe on the run and have lost his eye patch and have right. not had time to replace it. Question. So I might need to like refresh. So the scroll, whenever they transform into somebody else, they can't. Would they be able to actually put the eye patch over them? So because wouldn't it be a possibility that it was a scroll that transformed and that's why they got that image? With the end of Far From Home, whenever he transforms from Nick Fury to Talos, he goes from yeah. an eye patch yeah. to no eye patch. So yeah. I would say that, yeah. Because they can do the clothes as well. They can match the, uh, yeah. somebody's clothes. So eye patch should be similar as well. Right. But. And last but not least, speaking of Secret Invasion and uh, Season of What If 2, those were on the 2022 slates and they have now been pushed back. Uh, it sucks. Um, I want as much MCU as we can get in a year, for sure. Right. Um, but I want it to be quality, too. So if sure. they need to push it back, um, extend the time that they're working on it so that we get the best version of it, I'm never going to complain well, about that. They're already refilming quite a bit of uh, Miss Marvel right now. That makes me nervous, and I want a lot of good things for that show. Because I really yeah. feel like there's been some major changes. I mean, they're talking about major refilming right now. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we're dealing with with uh, MCU is the – the constant change of their timeline due to COVID, COVID filming. It's mm-hmm. something that we've experienced with a lot of their newer releases, um, Eternals being one of them, that right. was troubled with a lot of, of COVID reshoots and COVID 
delays, and we've seen that with um, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Um, we're seeing it now with the, the MCU shows. And so every time we have to shuffle around with that, then it messes with the timeline of the show they're making. Right. And we also have to remember that the MCU functions in the future. So like we're currently in 2026 with Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, so every time they have to edit that timeline a little, they're still playing with fitting everything into this future timeline. Um, that's ahead of everything. So I would say that what we're probably running into is them just trying to fit everything in one cohesive narrative. And the bigger it's getting, the more things we're adding, the more complicated that is, the more delays we're having, especially with all of the COVID issues. It's just causing them to reshoot and rework things. Yeah. Um, so we're, I mean, I think we're nowhere near out of the woods with that. We're probably looking at a lot more of this shit coming down through 2022 into 2023, probably all the way into 2024 um, before we'll maybe see that, you know, COVID isn't running roughshod over the uh, right. comic book movie landscape. Well, that's all we got this week on Rumor Mill. I got to trust the music was there this time. Oh, yeah. I'll just be on top of it. So, with Rumor Mill being over, that's, I think, I'm transitioning very poorly here. We should probably just go right into top five. So, we are doing what? I was going to talk about Peacemaker. Oh, yeah, we can totally yeah, talk did about you Peacemaker. Watch Peacemaker? Nobody yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I'm okay, current cool. on Peacemaker. It, I'm enjoying this. I love I'm not Peacemaker. Going, it's, it's the first so DC product that I, I've actually really enjoyed. I'm not taking it serious, obviously. It's right. just a great comedy to watch, though. Yeah, John Cena is is killing it with Peacemaker. Yeah. I, you, he's changed my mind since yeah. the Suicide Squad, for real. From someone I would have you know, just said, like, this guy's a terrible actor, and I never want to see him in anything. To how right. fun he is in Peacemaker, yeah. I, I'm really enjoying. This it. is the first John Cena production that I actually do enjoy, where I think he's doing a well, a very well job. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking about changing our opening music to something by Wigwam too. Okay, <laughs> I won't lie, I haven't watched Peacemaker, not even a second of it. Yeah, uh, it's 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 hilarious. Sometimes is that the name of the band or is that the name of the song? It's the name of the band. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Poser. <laughs> well, if we do that, then we're ending our ending music with Wham. Wake me up when you go, go. Yeah. <laughs> we should just out. Rickroll everybody at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's kind of neat. This, uh the butterfly aliens that they're doing. Yeah. And uh, you did watch it, right? Yes. So at the end, you know, what what's his name? The Quidi guy or whatever. You know, he, he ends up being one. Yeah. Sitting yes. there on the couch. Yeah. So. Kind of inter- interested to see where they're going with this because he's the one go- telling them to go after these, so there's got to be a reason for it. Yeah, and I I think that as good as all of the actors in that show are doing, Eagly is the star of the show. Oh, yeah. 100%. Sure. I haven't That's, even watched it, and I can approve of I've that. never wanted a pet eagle so much in my yeah. entire life <laughs> as I have watching this yeah. show. That already got approved for a season two, didn't it? I, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, if DC isn't backing this, if the, the DCEU isn't backing Peacemaker, they're stupid. They've got one working thing out of everything that they've made. Well, if the, if the DC has shown us one thing, they're definitely not stupid. Yeah. They, they only well, I, love that, I love that image we shared the other day where it was like the MCU villains and yeah. then the DC villains, and it was just the Warner Brothers symbol. Because yeah. <laughs> it's true. Their production, their producers right. are yeah. their the own worst. Enemy. Yeah, yeah, they ruin everything they make. They um, try to be too much like Marvel instead of just doing their own thing and just being them. Ugh. And Ben Stewart is screaming in the uh, the chat. He loves Peacemaker, and and Ben, we love you also. Um, but uh, we are doing. Speaking of Peacemaker being a DC property, we are doing top five DC anti heroes on top five. Yay! It did it. 
top five. Say top five is? I have no idea. You know what? <laughs> yeah. All right. So this week we are doing top five DC antiheroes. Um, but Johnny, we're going to do something a little bit different for you. So because Uh-oh. you're not a comic book fan and uh, you would have been a little bit in the weeds with this, we're going to do... I'm top... learning a lot, though. Yeah. Just so you have have had a career as uh, doing something pretty interesting. Do you just want to talk about it a little bit? I sure can. Uh, yeah, I've been in the uh, live entertainment industry for uh, over 25 years. Yeah. And uh, throughout that time, uh, I've toured with... Uh, well, currently with Leonard Skinner, but uh, there's Nat Kid Rock, Metallica, Nine Inch Nails, uh, all sorts of different bands. I mean, it's it's uh, ACDC, and you know, it's it's been quite a quite a interesting career. So, that, but it, it, yeah, like and interesting you have a, is very PG. It is very PG, <laughs> and uh, I had to sign a lot of NDAs throughout my career. So there's certain things I right. can talk about, and other things I'm not supposed to. I don't know how far this thing goes, but you know, it sounds like it's uh, so we're live, right? Right, yeah. we're live. So, yeah, so, so what careful. I proposed to Johnny was that he do his top five favorite live. Uh, shows or moments that he's gotten to experience. He said he's he's got to really it's, whittle it it's, down. It's a hard thing to really uh, do that because I mean, of you know all the NDAs and yeah, and things. I, I don't want to get in trouble, you know. So and, and <laughs> Just, it's it's a small industry, it really is. You, how you about this? You tell me, and then I will say those things, and then technically it's me saying them and not you. So do I whisper in your yeah, headphones? You just whisper, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> here's what I'll do: is I'll put my hand like this, and then. You do the same. Okay. Talk or I'll text it to you. Yeah. That, but <laughs> hopefully by uh, at least you being able to say fucking shit while you're talking about it should, well, should you know, ease you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but then you need the name of, you know, I mean, when I'm Let's talking talk about Bill. Yeah. Well, Bill and the Bill so, band. and Whenever you're ready, if you want to give us your number five. Uh, well, five being the, the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five yeah, being the five, least. Five being the least, I would, I would have to say was uh, probably the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> and and I'll I'll tell you why is it was during the um, that bomb scare era. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you guys remember that. I don't know. You know, I'm, yeah. I think I'm a little older than most everybody in the room. Here, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we were all uh, we were all marked with the same beliefs as the band at that point because we're their crew. And then when she uh, made that comment uh, towards the president, we uh, we all uh, we all paid for that in quite. <laughs> Quite some different ways, which again, that part I can't really talk about, which I guess doesn't make the story that interesting. But uh, that was definitely the top, the, the okay. last of uh, the fun. Um, <laughs> although I did get on stage and sang with them. Which, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. What I, song? Uh, actually, it was ACDC, uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. Okay. Yeah. So was, not was, Goodbye Earl. No, 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 no. It was, a, it was a little after away. party, and uh, I had a couple of Jack and Cokes, and and somebody dared me to do it, and I did it, and uh, it was the end of tour party, so they couldn't fire me anyway. So what you're saying is that we need to get some Jack and Coke to break these NDAs and figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I think that might happen. Yeah. So on that, bring Blake, me back your... next 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 podcast. Blake, what's your number more, uh... five? <laughs> uh, as we know, this is DC. Yep. So I'm not gonna go real deep into these. <laughs> Just well, from some... what I hear, you never go real deep on anything. Whoa! Well, boom! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for comically inclined after dark. Oh, there is an after dark. Right? I'm still enjoying life. I don't care. Uh, so he's winning, man. <laughs> number five, Deadshot. Yeah, yep. So, are you going with the Suicide Squad version of Deadshot, or honestly, that's the only version I've seen. Okay, it was Will Smith. So the Will you know, Smith version. And, and honestly, I just thought his character looked really cool. 
I mean, in the accuracy of always shooting, that's cool. Yeah. So, so boom. Floyd Lawton is basically the DC equivalent of Bullseye. Um, he never misses. Um, he's a an assassin for hire. Um, I mean, he's kind of that's it really. Yep. He's a, he's a foil for Batman. Yeah. Um, he and, he was a big filler for evil teams for a long time. I mean, he just kind of would show up in different ones. And yeah, Suicide Squad do his own for thing, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's like Hawkeye, but with a gun, right? Well. Mm-hmm. Huh? Hawkeye, but with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true at all. I'm not even going <laughs> into that. Okay. Well, let's just go on. Go on, guys. <laughs> it's DC. Okay, Brittany, you're number five. Uh, Batwoman. Okay. I, I mean, I made the statement last week. I feel like more people should be killing people like bad guys in Gotham. And she originally started out as a villain against Batman and then decided to turn her powers and like her abilities towards the villain and has a very mili- militaristic outlook on how she runs things. Yeah. Plus, she was the first lesbian character in the DC area and represent. So Kate Kane, originally a... Uh, a romantic interest for Bruce Wayne in the Golden Age for DC Comics, uh, reintroduced later as Batwoman, um, mm-hmm. uh, probably in the like 2005, 2006, I think she was when she was introduced, um, and then brought back as as Batwoman, um, and then an out lesbian, um, one of the one of the first really out lesbian characters that DC did, um, that they didn't like retcon like when they uh, when they made Alan Scott gay um, in the New Fifty Two. Yeah. Uh, which was just so dumb. It's like why why take an established uh, golden age character who has a wife and kids and then retcon him as gay instead of just coming up with a character with an interesting story. It was easier to do also than actually gay. make somebody yeah. an interesting character and start from scratch. Yeah, I I, I I hate that that need to just sacrifice existing characters and just say uh, actually they're gay now. Um, instead of coming up with an original story to get you there, it's just so derivative to the struggle of the gay community and and what they deal with. I Jared, like... oh, sorry, go ahead, Brittany. <laughs> if they don't have a previous backstory that would explain like wife, kids, and all of that, then and they're starting to explore that backstory, that's fine. It's just like what you said, retconning somebody who obviously has a full history. Yeah, not so smooth. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, and to uh, waterboard me daddy's uh, comment <laughs> it, absolutely people can change their sexuality uh, when they realize that it is different but to take a character with an established family wife and kids who has a 60 year history in the dc comics with all of this and then reestablish them as a gay person with an entirely different partner and not even mention their previous existing stories was it was it was just like it was change for the sake of change as opposed to um taking a character who had gone through all the struggles and and maybe realize that and then uh i i don't know if you're trolling or what but this this they didn't make that oh, change yeah. they They're just trolling. changed they just changed the whole character They're trolling. like there was no there was no development no establishment no story he didn't come out he went from being a character who was happily married to them retconning the character to him having that that having never happened so it's it's not really the same thing but anyway jared your number five my number five is the comedian from the watchman um yeah, part of the Minutemen in the 60s, uh, did some crazy stuff, got kicked out, went into Vietnam, did some crazy stuff. He was kind of more of a um, a villain that used to be a hero than an anti-hero, not actively doing stuff, but he yeah. started out as a hero and then ended up turning into a, a incredibly bad uh, bad individual. But I always liked his style, except for the murdering and such. So. What did you say? The comedian from the yeah. Watchmen uh, comics. <laughs> yeah, so a Vietnam-era soldier. Um, Sucks to suck. Yeah. <laughs> 
and really not. It, it, he, you know, he started out as your like normal Star Spangled Hero, and then he started pulling guns and killing people, and uh, went very dark. Um, and you know, he died at the beginning of uh, the Watchmen. That's a the the catalyst for the main story. That was uh, the character like of the Watchmen that I got real excited about. Yeah, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah, dead. he's basically like the Punisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much the same thing. Heather, you're number five. Killer Frost. Yes. I only know the CW version. Okay. But, you know. Nothing wrong with that. Good person, does a few bad things. Yeah. Well, she's, you know, typically a Flash villain. Um, they made her a, a hero, an on-off anti-hero in the, right. the, the CW series. Um, but, yeah, she's a, always a fun character. Ben's number five, Dr. Manhattan and his huge slong. So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure which one's the antihero. In that, that was Doctor Manhattan. That, that was the, the weird part too of, <laughs> yeah. of the Watchmen. Movie. Why they needed to include that? Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. So what's your number five, Danny? Uh, Taylor Burton said his number five is Green Arrow, specifically uh, CW version, season one, and some of season two. Yeah, he started out just breaking people's necks and stuff. So hmm. uh, my number five is Apollo. Um, a, originally a Wildstorm character, but folded into the DC universe whenever they bought Wildstorm out. He is an analog for Superman, um, also an out gay character. Um, he has basically the same powers as Superman. He absorbs uh, solar energy, and it gives him super strength, eye beams, all of the, the usual stuff. Um, originally, he was like a joke on the Superman character, um, but then uh, when DC actually bought the uh, parent company Wildstorm and brought him in he's actually just another Superman style character in the DC universe hmm. I uh, had no idea about this character until I saw your list so was, there's a it was interesting to me to be able to kind of go back and read about him there's a superhero team called the authority that he was on um, with several other uh, characters they were basically Wildstorm's version of the Justice League um, but yeah so Apollo's really cool uh, Johnny you're number four live uh, live uh, well, again, you know, as we discussed, it's hard for me to talk too much about stuff, but uh, and especially this one here because, uh, well, we've lost this artist, which was uh, the uh, formerly known as Simple. Can I, I can say Prince. that? Yeah, so you said it and yeah. I didn't. Um, Prince. Oh. Amazing music. The artist formerly known, known as Prince. Prince. Yes. Prince. So I just said artily. <laughs> artist formerly known as. So, um, But... Uh, Amazing musician and uh, quite a production, quite a show. However, the budget that uh, was allowed to us was uh, not so much. So it's, uh, put it this way, our bus uh, cabinet doors are falling off. The air conditioner doesn't work. <laughs> uh, lights that we got were coming from his studio that you know we had to actually maintain and put back together. So you think that you're going into this kind of epic world. And uh, it was a little sad to say it wasn't exactly all that. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah. Wow. But uh, interesting point was uh, when he walked into the building, uh, we were all told, actually instructed, that uh, you're not to look at him. So if hmm. he walks into the building, you're to look at the floor. So, hmm. yeah, which kind of sucked because I was a huge fan before I got on that tour. And so I was really looking forward to it. So between the, you know, bad gear, the bad bus, and then the, you know, just feeling underappreciated the whole time, kind of kind of put a damper on it. And, um, yeah, so that's, okay. that was my number four. Yeah. Blake, you're number four? Number four, the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about this character? Hey. Uh, I, I feel like y'all probably all know. 
you know. So, uh, and the only reason I actually put him on there was the beginning of the Watchmen. Yeah. You know when they're going his backstory, thought he looked like a cool character. You know, had the old cigar hanging out his mouth, which kind of remind me of Wolverine a little bit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that's the only reason. <laughs> okay, Brittany, you're number four. John Constantine. Nice. I love his I don't give a shit attitude. Plus, he's British, and I like the accent. Yeah. So, is yours the comic book version or the uh, Keanu Reeves version from the movie? Yes. Or the okay, CW cool. version. <laughs> of the, yeah. The I do love the CW version. I'm glad that even though the show was canceled, they brought him back for uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He is probably my favorite rep. Um, but I love kind of every aspect from him, from the animated to the comics to anything. The way that his character is generally portrayed, the dark side that he has to constantly battle while trying to make jokes and just kind of live somewhat live free. Yeah. Like, I just appreciate what that says for a lot of things. All right. Jared, your number four. So my number four is kind of obscure. I don't know if many of you guys will get it, but uh, Scandal Savage. You know you know, Scandal? Uh, Vandal Savage's daughter? No. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So Scandal Savage is uh, the daughter of Vandal Savage, which everybody obviously knows is an immortal being. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. He, and he's yeah. a very big uh, protagonist. Uh, antagonist? Antagonist, yeah. Thank you. Antagonist uh, in the DC universe. Um, but uh, she is basically near immortal, uh, very, very powerful. She's part of a group called the Secret Six, which is one of my favorite, very obscure groups of uh, villains that do hero-type things, kind of like Suicide Squad, but not nearly as uh, as crazy as they are. But, yeah, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. She's got two blades that she puts on her arms and fights fights things and does stuff. So A version of her is represented in uh, Young Justice. Yep. Yeah, it is. So Okay. Yeah. I'm going Scandal to have to Savage. check that you don't, you don't, out. You've never heard really of the Secret good. Six? I've, I've never heard of any of this. So she, so uh, I think DC came out with a new version of Secret Six in like the mid-2000s, and the first storyline they did was them trying to retrieve a uh, the get-out-of-hell-free card, um, which turned into a big old thing, which kind of like relaunched their whole storyline setup as like, anti-heroes because they became the target of like a bunch of different villains that wanted to get out of jail free cards so that kind of relaunched their whole storyline so, okay so. i will have to check this out heather you're number four um, my number four was also john constantine for pretty much the same reasons <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a couple in here taylor burton and ben both said their number four is deathstroke uh taylor said most versions are great really enjoy a, uh, a lot of the animated versions most though uh, Deathstroke the Terminator uh Wade Wilson the character that or Slade Wilson the character that uh Deadpool is a spoof of. Um, DC Super Soldier, he's basically Captain America with a sword. Um, healing Factor, uh, One Eye, uh, uh, the father of Jericho, and um, uh, what's Rose's uh, superhero name? Uh, his daughter Rose is another version of Deathstroke. Uh, but yeah, Deathstroke is a badass, so totally agree with all of that. Uh, my number four is Catman. Uh He's a, a hybrid of Catwoman and Batman, uh, originally a villain for Batman, but has been leader of the Suicide Squad on several occasions. Uh, and also, there's a bit of a theme here. He, uh, he came out in uh, the DC Comics uh, run on Suicide Squad. He had always been traditionally straight, and he had a little self-discovery, and he, he came out uh, as a gay man. So uh, Catman has also been on the Secret Six as well. Okay, so. nice. So he gets a lot of flack for just being a ripoff of Batman with cat ears and, and whiskers, but uh, was he's, he's was a pretty badass deal? character. He was a uh, he's a pretty big boxer before he became a uh, like a vigilante type hero guy analog. Like he was in the boxer. Well, that's I was Black always, Panther. 
Black Panther. Or not Black Panther. What is his name? Uh, Black, Black Cat. Black Cat. Is it Black Cat? Wildcat. Wildcat. It's Wildcat. We got there. Six layers of Kevin Bacon, baby. Let's go. Perfect. Johnny, you're number three. My number three, uh, you know, again, there's so many of these uh, to talk about, um, and I feel like I'm going too negative on the other two. So I'm going <laughs> to well, go. Well, they were your bottom of the list. They so. were the bottom of the list. Um, you know, uh, I got to say uh, Paul McCartney was. Uh, <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ, man. that's was, your number three? That's, you know, well, it's, it's, it was a short tour. So, uh, huh. well, when I say short tour, it was six months. So it was short back in the day. But uh, what a fantastic guy! I mean, all the way around, nothing, really? nothing but bad, uh, great things to say. There's nothing bad to say about that man. Did you catch him eating any meat? No. Okay. Um, so we'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll touch base on that. That's the very, one I know. He's very vegan. It's, it's actually it's more uh, his wife uh, at the time yeah. uh, was super vegan, so none of us were allowed to eat meat. Oh, but wow. they brought in their own catering, uh, Eat Your Hearts Out catering. So props to those guys. Uh, they. I was a vegetarian for that entire tour, which was pretty okay with me. I mean, yeah. I'm a meat and potatoes guy, right. and to be able to do that uh, for that long was uh, was something to say. So, But, nice. again, back to him, fantastic man. In fact, during rehearsals, he made it a point to come around to every one of us and introduce himself like we didn't know who he was, you know, and say, hi, guys, how you going? I'm Paul. What's your name? <laughs> I forgot my name. <laughs> so. probably would have done that. That's yeah. freaking awesome. So, like, uh, fantastic. Yeah, and at the insane. end of the tour, he's, like, signing autographs, giving us a nice tour bonus. We got an iPad and Carhartt jackets. Wow. There nice. you go. So, that was great. Yeah. So, but uh, that would be my, uh, yeah, and that's, it's uh, number three, number two. I'm still okay. playing with which, you know. Cool, cool. Blake, you're number three. I can't, I can't beat Paul McCartney, but uh, yeah. uh, Randy, number th- you're number three. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Black Adam. Okay. Uh, only reason why, honestly, I'm kind of interested to see how The Rock's going to portray this character in the cinema. Uh, I feel like out of all the wrestlers turned actors, The Rock is the best one. Okay. Uh, I, I personally like him since the Rundown movie. Well, apparently, you've never seen No Holds Barred, but that's okay. No, I've never seen that. <laughs> What's it's that? Hulk Hogan. It's oh, a- oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have seen that. But anyway. blacked it out. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think, honestly, I, I really think it's going to be a great DC movie. I, I do. I, I think he's been so amped up. Yeah, you can say what you want. I've, and I will. And, <laughs> but, but my no. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know, he's really amped up for this. I mean, he, he's really giving it his all. Uh, so I, I really hope it brings it to the table. Yeah. Well, oh. Tom Cruise has a better chance of playing a good Iron Man than than uh, The Rock has of playing. <laughs> I Black think if Adam. it doesn't Jesus. go down well, it's not b- going to be because of The Rock. I think it's going to be because of Riders Warner Brothers yeah. and sure. s- constant changes and <laughs> probably bad CGI. And, and here's the, here's the crappy thing about that. I I don't want to get too far into it, but Black Adam is not a character in which to build an entire universe around. They should if they would have had the Justice League established and had a few more characters and then brought Black Adam in to be able to compare his power to, like, the you know, Justice League, if he's going to be fighting with them or doing something, that would have been fantastic. But now they're going to have to have him fighting somebody else or doing something, you know, If they go with his backstory and, like, the whole reason that he became the Black Adam and all the slavery and everything else, they have the capability. It's just whether or not they actually play their hand correctly. But the problem, the problem with this is DC's going way too hard on saying, let's give you 
an hour of backstory without a really good movie, and then we're going to try to piggyback off of that to make more movies, and then everybody goes, eh, like, I don't really care anymore. Like, it's 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 kind of their Achilles heel right now. They can't establish characters because they don't make good origin movies for them. And, and Justice League fell on its face so hard that their decision after it was, we'll do a movie with Black Adam as the, the protagonist, and then introduce the Justice Society on top of that. Because they didn't learn their lesson. Like, if you're going to do a Black Adam movie, why are you also introducing an entirely new superhero team behind it? Like, can they not just focus on a solo hero? No. Um, it's it's. It <laughs> they have to be building to something because that's what the standard is now. That's what they think everybody wants. They want the Avengers. Right. But if if I was building on Black Adam, I would build on the Shazam uh, aspect of it introduce your Billy Batson character with Shazam near the end of the movie or as a, a, a post-credit scene and the build a universe based around that. But instead, they're going to introduce Black Adam in one movie along with Hawkman, uh, Dr. Fate, um, Supergirl. Uh, who else? Uh, is Black Canary one of I them? I haven't heard of Black Canary. I know Supergirl, but I thought that was being tied in with The Flash. It is. I'm excited. Like excited to see uh, Pierce Brosnan play Doctor Fate. I I'm excited about all of that. I, I think will it's watch great. Him in anything. Yeah. Well, he's a great actor. But instead of cramming all of that in one movie, why not give each of them? Oh yeah. A film, and then bring them together for a movie. Because they're in panic mode. Yeah. It, it and and it's the it's the same problem that a lot of earlier Marvel superhero movies faced. Um, I'm thinking specifically Spider Man Three. Where instead of focusing on a good story with a good villain, they just started cramming more villains into the movies so they could fit more content because they didn't have as good of stories to tell. Um, and it just became this really crowded s narrative where they, c they don't have time to tell everybody's stories properly. Right. And I feel like that's what we're going to run into with Black Adam. We'll find out. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brittany, you're number three. Catwoman. Nice. Michelle Pfeiffer I mean or... <laughs> okay, I am freezing to death. I'm going to run and grab a coat. Jared? Uh, you're in charge. Grab that. Anarchy mofos, <laughs> let's go. All right, we're, <laughs> fetting, we're setting up a death fight. First one's going to be Heather against Blake. We're going to say odds for... Uh, I vote Heather. I'm going with Heather. I yeah, mean, money, no. money, 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 money. No. I mean, <laughs> since, since we got the show started later, we can do the comically inclined after dark. I mean, I think we're Welcome go back yeah. to Comically Inclined <laughs> After Dark. I'm sitting here with I my we sexy co-host, Blake Hickman. Blake, yeah. how are you doing tonight, man? Hey, yeah, yeah, let's let Johnny talk about the drive-in theater. Oh, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, yeah what we're that. doing is, Johnny, tell everybody about the drive-in theater. Well, we've got a drive-in movie theater right here in uh, Cape Girardeau County. So. Holy shit. Yeah, Where yeah. is that at? It's in uh, <laughs> It's in a town called Blomire, which okay. I'm not sure who named the town Blomire, but <laughs> we'll call it Chaffee for, <laughs> for sure, argument's sure, sake. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but anyway, it's... Uh, yeah, we, we revamped an old uh, 1950s uh, drive-in movie theater. So it's got a 80-foot wide, 60-foot tall concrete screen with a digital laser projector. No. I was covering for you. Yeah, talking Danny, about the we're trying to continue and, the production. Like number you two shut Missouri. your mouth while you're coming back. Where they actually, we, we have the largest screen in southeast Missouri. Gotcha. Wow. Nice. Brightest projector, too. So. Nice. Heck yeah. So. I, I love it. Like I was shocked because the last drive-in theater I've been to was the 21 drive-in theater in Elsinore. And I mean that's been probably about seven eight years and whew, it's a I think big, they're redoing it actually have they yeah or they're, they're redoing it's a big it now, difference so. from years to theirs so. yeah, yeah yeah well we're rock and roll driving so I took yeah. my production experience from twenty five years sure. and kind of threw it in this driving but yes. uh, so your uh, your partner Chuck is in the comments oh he is he's hi up. Chuck uh, 
Jared, why don't you give Come us your number over. three? <laughs> <laughs> so my number three is probably more obscure than Scandal Savage, but do you know of Black Alice? Yeah. Okay, so Black Alice, member of the Birds of Prey, she's a uh, hero, anti-hero out of uh, Dayton, Ohio, which is one of the things I like the most about it. It's like, <laughs> who thinks about heroes being in Dayton, Ohio? But she basically sure. has the ability to steal other people's magical power. She, you know, beats the shit out of uh, criminals in Dayton, Ohio, and does her thing. So wow. kind of... She, yeah, so that, that's pretty me. high crime just, rate. Dayton, she's, Ohio. she's got very like alternative look. One of the few you know DC superheroes that has that whole uh, style. But I just always liked her. Uh, <laughs> I liked her in Birds of Prey, and I just really yeah. liked that she was always in. Like, there's pro- there's trouble in Dayton. We have to go. I was like, eh, who cares? <laughs> it's very akin to the West Coast Avengers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Heather, you're number three. Wild Dog. I s- still only know the CW version. Okay, but, you know. I, I like the superheroes that will kill people, you know. Very street level. Yeah. I no superpowers. Some new names tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me about uh, For, <laughs> Some of these I'm never Ben Post is number three? Not yet. Okay. Well, uh, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number three is uh, from another character from Watchmen. It's Rorschach. Um, he is an analog <laughs> for uh, both Batman and The Question. Um, also the spirit. Um, he was a play on all those characters with a, a dark twist. He was an over-the-top conservative zealot um, who um, used his own like uh, morals and beliefs, which is usual for superheroes, uh, to, to enforce street justice. Um, known for his... Uh, Mask. Shape-changing mask that's named after the inkblot test. I would kill to have the one official of those name, the Rorschach test. Um, extremely violent and has one of the greatest lines in both comic book and movie history when he's in the prison and yes. the, uh, <laughs> the prisoners are threatening him. And he says, uh, I'm Batman. I'm not in here with you. You're in here with me. <laughs> and then proceeds to beat the shit out of several people. Yeah. Like I do love that character. Cell, yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, Johnny, your number... Oh, wait. We've got some yeah. number threes to do here. We've got uh, Taylor Burton's number three is Spectre. Uh, I'd be interested to know if that's the Hal Jordan version or the original version. Um, and then uh, Spectre is the living uh, uh, wrath of God. Uh uh, in, mm. in, a, in a human form. Uh, and Etrigan, the demon, uh, I wish I had a rhyme to go along with this. Yes, he can, he, because he's a demon well on Earth, he can only speak in rhymes. Um, huh. And he has a uh, human uh, alter ego named Jason Blood, who is a wizard from Merlin's time, who was uh, trapped to wander Earth, uh, sharing the form of Etrigan, the demon. I think him in the Justice League animated series was probably my favorite portrayal of him. Yeah. So much comic knowledge in that head. <laughs> like, I, I gotta say, I'm a little overwhelmed as well, by yeah, all the yeah. comic knowledge. Yeah. I have, I have my all own. This man is a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> Dude with the beard looks like Elon Musk. I think she's talking about you, Jared. Without, without the, beard. the beard. Oh, dude, without the beard. Blake. Jesus, Blake. That's a you first. Were the only one, so. <laughs> you look like Elon Musk. Well, at least you don't Blake. look like Elon Tusk. I wish you don't I have. I wish I had Elon and Murray. I said you don't have a beard. But you don't look like you have much. <laughs> oh, the dude. I can't it see that. Day, so. <laughs> Sometimes I do get a five o'clock shower. Do you? Okay. <laughs> All right, Johnny, your number two. We'll go to my number two then. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did I didn't do my. Yeah, I did my did number two. Did you do yours? Yeah, yeah your okay. number two. Uh, my number two, uh, I'm going to have to say Kid Rock. 
Okay. Yeah, Kid Rock is uh, not only just a super down-to-earth guy, a lot of fun to work with, um, did several tours with him on and off. So it would okay. kind of be one of those, uh, you do a tour, uh, go out for a year, and then uh, you start to go back and say, nah, I'm going to take a break because uh, there's a lot of lot of stuff going on. A lot of non-PG stuff going on. <laughs> now, again, this is, you know, early 2000s, so yeah. uh, we've all we've all grown up since then a bit. Oh, sure. In fact, I think he's just announced that this tour he's about to do is going to be his final oh. tour. It's He's 51 years old. He's quite the entertainer. Uh, he does, Honestly, uh, I'm surprised he's lasted this long with the stuff that he's done. Yeah, <laughs> us, me too. Because, like, we would do a show, uh, you know, and our, our day starts at 7.30 in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then we're done at 2, 2.30, you take a shower, and then you got to meet him at the club. And then you got to load in the next day. So there's not a lot of sleep going on, which, again... We'll and, talk about that. Uh, Kid, Rock, <laughs> Kid Rock said one of my favorite, uh, my one of my favorite quotes. I quote it all the time. It, uh, I think it's uh, "Ba wa to ba to bang to bang diggy." Said diggy with the boogie <laughs> that I'll jump the boogie. Wow! And it's like, <laughs> wow, bravo! That Those are good. words to live by. Uh, and, um, yeah. So, when my yeah. kids ask me, like, "Hey, Dad, why why is this this way?" I just look them dead in the eyes and I say, "Well, you know, kids, ba wa to ba, bang diggy." <laughs> Diggy with the boogie set up, jump the boogie. And they, they walk away having learned something. Yeah. I'm uh, not sure <laughs> what exactly. But well, yeah. they, have fulfill- they are fulfilled. Yeah. Blake, you're number two. Deathstroke. <laughs> I know it said Jesus, twice or Blake, two. did I you know. even come up with an original list? God. Was it DC? No, just... What was your number two? Deathstroke. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice, 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 nice. And uh, so. what's he known for? What's he known for? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's a <laughs> Slade Wilson killing people. It's a well, spoof of Deadpool. Because I don't know, you know, so I mean, I'm learning. Personally, I feel like he's a... i have explained the character. <laughs> but anyways. No, uh, watching Titans. Y'all got me to watch Titans. And, yes. Uh, I enjoyed his character in that, uh, the backstory and yeah. his character de- development and everything until he was killed. So. You check out the animated Titans if you like that backstory. Yeah. Also, yeah. his betrayal in Young Justice is pretty pretty good. They flesh... I don't necessarily flesh him out, but his, he's got a lot of... Uh, parts in, in that show the so. couple oh. of seasons of arrow that he was the villain are he that's he's the best part of that show really yeah. yes yeah. i do like him in that series but I also mm-hmm. spartan uh spartacus yeah, yeah he's yeah. crixus don't uh, watch that show there's just a bunch uh, of naked dudes definitely watch each that show. Watch okay. it. <laughs> it's worth it have some wine eat some popcorn Brittany, your number two cheese platter jason todd okay okay the when he was robin i'm guessing Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. So uh, I'm assuming you're talking about Red Hood. Yes. Okay. Um, again, there's a theme. I like people in Gotham that are sick and tired of the bullshit. So kill them. Oh. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. Something <laughs> happened. Um, but I like, especially whenever he did come back, he didn't necessarily say who he was, and he went and beat the living hell out of Batman for a while. And uh, played some mental games, and that was fun. Yeah, so that was during uh, the Hush storyline. Yep. Uh, when he was he was kind of messing with Batman. Um, and it's a very uh, good comic series. The the I always think the most interesting fact about Jason Todd being the second Robin is the the fact that in in one of the first instances where um, a comic book company let the fans decide the fate of a character. They did a story, uh, um, it's the death in the family story, where uh, Joker had captured uh, Jason trying to, uh, he tried to catch 
Joker and uh, ended up by himself. And Batman was in the Middle East at the time. And he um, had trapped Jason Todd's mother, um, who was a drug addict, and had sold her son out um, for her addiction and trapped Jason and then beat him almost to death with a crowbar, locked him up in a chair, set a bomb, and then left them with time almost running out, and Batman pulls up to where he is captured, and just as he gets there, the bomb goes off, and then DC put a 1-800 number at the bottom of the comic and let the fans vote um, as to whether Jason survived or not. And Jason was such a hated character that the fans actually voted to kill him off <laughs> instead of leaving him alive. And, not the uh, first time, not going to be the last time. Yeah. Female Robin, Which. Rip. Um, also, for the longest time, one of the only mainstream comic book characters that did not get brought back to life, um, with, um, I- I- and he was in good company, it was Bucky, Jason, and Gwen Stacy. And now we have Winter Soldier, Red Hood, and an alternate Spider-Gwen. version of Gwen, but not ever the original one, Spider-Gwen, or Ghost Spider. Um, so all back, and all much better versions of their original characters. And Jensen Ackles is talking about actually bringing a series specifically around him, which I'm excited yeah. about. And Jason Ackles voiced him in Under the Red Hood, the animated series. Yep. So, hmm. He's uh, what's his favorite char- uh, his comic character. Yeah, which, I mean, he's my favorite, um, not my favorite, Nightwing's my favorite uh, former Robin, but he's he's such a great character. I do love Red Hood. Uh Jared, your number two. My number two is Damian Wayne. Uh, the, uh, I guess you could call him the legitimate son of Batman. He but, is, yeah. The uh, only biological son he has. He's always been one of the purest forms of an anti-hero that I, I can imagine because I consider Batman to be an anti-hero as well. And Damian Wayne is even farther on the scale of killing guys, you know, because that's pretty much their big difference. But Damian Wayne, uh, raised by Ra's al Ghul, wanted to uh, cleanse the world of, of bad guys, but Batman taught him some... Uh, some different ways of doing things, but uh, still, still manages to uh, go away from that. Also, his uh, going along with Superman in the Justice storyline was a big uh, yeah shit move on yes. his part. So uh, when he became the new Nightwing, yeah, yeah, never liked him for that, but uh, yeah, so he's my number two. Yes, uh, raised by the uh, raised by Ra's al Ghul and Talia al Ghul, yeah, the League of Shadows, uh, trained to be an assassin, and at ten years old decided he didn't want to live with mom anymore. He wanted to go live with dad. And that's how Batman found out he had a son. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's how Talia made the decision for him, because need, he needed to see how kind of the world worked from that point of view. You know, that's probably true. I just thought my way was funnier. But mm. so, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the idea of a, a, a child in a divided parent house uh, deciding to go live with my uh, dad. Uh, but uh, yeah, and was murdered, actually, by his cloned brother um, in... Uh, during the Batman Inc. storyline and then got brought back to life in the Lazarus Pit and has a, a new spine because of it. Um, he doesn't He doesn't have his original spine. He's got a new one. It's metal. Uh, I hate when that yeah. happens. <laughs> Heather, you're number two. Amanda Waller. She, <gasps> That's she makes a good some, one, yeah. She makes some pretty questionable choices for the greater good. I mean... Yeah, it's it's kind of so interesting because Amanda Waller's, you know, she's part of the reason why Suicide Squad's a thing. She's done covert ops for the American government for the longest time and been at odds with a lot of the DC superheroes uh, amongst them, you know, the Justice League. But she's also done 
you know, she's done good. good. She just is not necessarily, she's not a hero it's type. It's a very she's a, weird way to get to she gives yeah. zero doing thoughts. good. Yeah. yeah. Good Good for with her is whenever it suits her desires, not because right. it's uh, it's for the good of just people in general. So, but yeah, Amanda Waller is freaking badass. Yes. What are you laughing at? What's going so, on? So, something really <laughs> funny happened in the comments. Ben's number two is V from V for Vendetta. Remember, remember um, the 5th of November. Yeah. Well, if you see our fact checker in the comments, but remember, 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 remember the 5th of December. <laughs> um, and Billy Medlin immediately called him out with it being November. Uh, it's the day before so, my birthday, so yes. I'll, I will always remember that. <laughs> and, and actually, and the, the whole quote is, remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I can think of no reason the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. It sounds so. like a Kid Rock lyric. <laughs> ba with to ba, to bang to bang diggy. They're both on the same scale for me. <laughs> they reverberate the same way. Way. What? Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Burton's number two is Lobo. He says, motorcycle, stupid, powerful, cigar, what's not to like? We're actually doing Lobo versus... Uh, who did we pick? Lobo Beta versus Ray Bill. Beta, Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill next, next week on yeah. our uh, Are You Done segment. Uh, and my number two is uh, Midnighter. So uh, the husband of Apollo. Um, he is an analog for Batman from The Authority, from Wildstorm. Uh, he's just like Batman, except he doesn't mind killing people, and he's totally into like SM, S&M bondage gear. Uh, his mask is basically Batman's mask with no bad ears on it. Um, in in one issue of uh, the Authority, they're fighting a giant character similar to Giant Man, um, and in order to take him down, Midnighter flies right through the side of the guy's head, just and kills him. Uh, effective. I'm just saying that's an effective way but to get something. Done. I love that Wildstorm. Whenever they created these characters, were like, "What would it be like if Batman and Superman were gay and married?" And that's what Apollo and Midnighter were. To and then DC. There's a lot of fanfic that probably right, helped right, with that. Right, 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 yeah. And, well, I actually... I just said fanfic, and you were pulling right something here, out. Batman and Superman kissing each other. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so Nice. Uh, that's but what's it, back there. Yeah. <laughs> door. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Midnighter is a great character. He's always been a lot of fun on the page. Um, he's always... Uh, when he's written well, he's, he's one of the best characters DC has, um, which is great because, you know, Batman's the best character DC has ever had. Um, but uh, Midnighter's a lot of fun. So if you get a chance, read The Authority. Um, uh, and th I think DC did a version of The Authority as well um, after they brought the characters in, but the original uh, Wildstorm Authority is, is the book to check out. Nice. Um, Johnny, your number one. Well, before I go with my number one, I, is Batman, Batman's name Bruce Wayne? It's after Robert the Bruce and the Mad... Anthony Wayne, is that right? I, uh, Does if anyone that know is, that? If that is true, I am not aware of it. So, really? Uh, I have no idea. None of you? One. Really? I know, I, I know I how to... I thought it was after somebody that was helping like in the studio at the time frame. Okay. Ben, would you be willing to check... Uh, somebody if, needs to and check And see that. if there's a story about the origin of uh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Make your money, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, your number one. Well, my number one has to be Leonard Skinner. Okay. I mean, I've been with Leonard Skinner for 11 years. 12, actually, it's been 13 years, but we really haven't toured in the last two years. So, um, But uh, just all around, yeah, again, I know people have their their uh, their um, opinions of Kid Rock and Leonard Skinner and bands like that because they think that they believe in certain things that other people may disagree with. But uh, I'm talking them as people. Yeah. You know, and um, the way that uh, Skinner, especially Johnny Van Zandt, Ricky Medlock and Gary Rosington have looked after us during this COVID uh, crisis has really been something. So, I mean, I've, I've worked with 
like I said, ACDC, Paul McCartney, um, all sorts of bands. Uh, this band, Skinner, has uh, their family. So nice. they're definitely true to my heart, and uh, I'll, I'll, I plan on uh, finishing my career with them. So, so actually, at uh, Mike Casey, uh, who one of our sponsors owns Drop Mike DJ Service, I sang uh, Simple Man while him and his mom did their uh, oh, mother-son dance at his wedding. Nice. Uh, yeah. Well, good, good. I, I, I so like Skinner. Ben's back. Ben. <laughs> Fanger said he devised the name Bruce Wayne for the character's secret identity. Bruce Wayne's first name from Robert the Bruce, the Scottish patriot. Wayne, being a playboy, <laughs> was a man of gentry. Gentry. Learn something Gentry new. is the more you know. a term that they used. <laughs> Thanks, Jim <Awesome>. Costello. <laughs> Blake, you're number one. Uh, so I didn't see anybody's list but yours in the chat. Okay. So my number one is V. V for Vendetta. Nice. Yeah. What's he do? Yeah. What's the, the, can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about, about him? All about throwing over the government. You know. Yeah. So uh, he, he wears <laughs> he wears a mask inspired by right. Guy Fox. Um, or a, a day celebrated in tyranny. In uh, England, as the last man to ever enter Parliament with true intentions, uh, because he tried to blow up Parliament while they were in session, uh, and they they celebrate that in uh, England as Guy Fawkes Day. Uh, so he wears a Guy Fawkes inspired mask, uh, and yeah, it, it, he's fighting an oligarchy uh, and, and a, a government that has decided uh, basically they're they're they have Nazi ideals. Um, you know, you can't be anything but straight and white in their society and uh and v fights it uh, but it's a great comic book series uh written by alan moore uh who also did Watchmen, uh, and uh the best versions of constantine and swamp thing uh, all alan moore uh, yeah, yeah great number one. uh britney number one um uh, it's kind of obvious but she's I've, I've loved her since like the beginning is harley quinn Harleen Quinzel. Yes. Actually, I Dr. Harleen, Harleen Quinzel. Quinzel. Yeah, put um, that doctor next to her. <laughs> I've kind of always had a love for her and her sort of psychoticness. Um, but now recently with Punchline being introduced and that dynamic between the two of them with Joker just kind of feeding the shot, like feeding the fire behind it, yeah. it's just reinvigorated my passion for that character specifically. Cool. Uh, Harley Quinn originally created for Batman the Animated Series. Um who she's she's an example of a character introduced in an animated series that was so popular that she was moved into the mainstream comic series, um, and she has grown so huge from just being Joker's version of Robin to being her own character, and the character growth has been incredible. She's she's kind of an unstoppable force all the way to the point of the Margot Robbie version that we're all familiar with from the Suicide Squad movies, as well as getting her own solo film with the character. And and when you think about characters introduced in a comic canon and their growth from point A to full cinematic having their own movies, it was really quick for Harley Quinn compared to most of your, oh, yeah, your yeah. comic characters. And um, they've kept her storyline pretty on point from point A to point B. They yeah. haven't really retconned a lot from the comics and trying to go ever, ever which direction. When, when you think about DC having an 80-year history with these characters, and for the most part their cinematic attempts have been Batman and Superman, mm -hmm with all of these characters and how slowly they've rolled out the rest of their, their cast of characters. And for Harley Quinn from the nineties to 20, you know, the late 2020 or late, late 2010s. Um, so like 30 years to get on screen. I think that, you know, it's kind of incredible what they've done with the character. Yeah. And in Southeast Missouri, she's the most <coughs> dressed female character at Halloween. That's true. <laughs> I think that's kind of anywhere. Oh, yeah, most cons. You see a lot of Harley Quinn. I didn't do that. 
kind of want to see that. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> and and Daddy's Little Monster <laughs> has become like one of the number one tattoos in the world. Uh, yeah. Jared, you're number one. So my number one is who I consider to be the epitome of an anti-hero, and that is the uh, the greatest man of all time, Lex Luthor. So Lex Luthor, you know, big, big villain in most people's mind in DC Universe, but he's also, if you really get into the mythos of who Lex Luthor is, he always believed that what he was doing against Superman was correct because he believed in the power of mankind more than he did uh, super, you know, the super beings. So, and he, he's, he actually, you know, would team up with the Justice League uh, on occasions to help fight bigger uh, threats and was actually, uh, there's a few comic book runs where he was actually a member of the Justice League. A as few well. years ago, oh, well. he was working with Superman for, yeah, yeah, for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, we've also seen different timelines, uh, multiverses of Lex Luthor, where he was the head of the Justice League. Uh, in yeah, he's a good guy. And uh, yeah, in Crisis on Infinite Earths, Alex Luthor is the one who came from an alternate universe to tell everybody about the Anti Monitor and yep. and mm-hmm. started the the eventual saving of of Superman's universe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, always the, he was always the hero of his own story, but it wasn't it wasn't yeah. his story that everybody everybody else saw. <laughs> Heather, you're number one. Mine's been talked about a few times, but Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, you, with Deathstroke's a great character. I can see why he'd pop up four times on <laughs> four different lists today. Um, Ben's number one is Peacemaker, uh, the John Cena version from the HBO Max series, and I can totally agree with that. Peacemaker is hilarious. Um, such a great character. Taylor Burton's is Black Adam because he can really, in the historical words of Jared last week, Slam some ass. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be yeah. put on a shirt you gotta, now. You gotta slam some ass. Yeah. Um, my number one is the Thomas Wayne version of Batman from uh, the uh, uh, Flashpoint storyline. Um, a and, and recently, actually, a Batman villain um, that they because he survived Flashpoint and came into the main DC universe and fought against Batman. Um, <clears throat> but Thomas Wayne uh, became Batman because his son. Bruce was gunned down in front of him. Um, as we talked about last week, mm-hmm. his wife then became the Joker. <laughs> uh, his wife then became the, okay. Martha Wayne, then became the Joker. And uh, unlike his son, Bruce, he had no issues with killing. Um, and uh, he actually carried a gun with him and murdered people as opposed to uh, just sending them to Arkham Asylum. His ultimate goal was just to get his wife back to yeah to save her that from, Gotham, it was from her mental split her and i think billy medlin i do agree that could be a, a great t-shirt idea for us <laughs> <laughs> slam some ass 2022 <laughs> uh, this is uh, chuck this is uh this is Minnie, uh minerva <laughs> she's a russian blue and she really likes to bite her, her number one uh personality and and pull our cords out of our computers so i'm gonna put her back out um but thank you all for tuning in (laughs) to this week's top five top five all right so You want to talk about Boba Fett? Yeah, let's talk about yeah, episode five. Uh, episode five of Boba Fett, and a little bit about episode four because uh, uh, we got to talk about it last week, but I hadn't seen it yet. Right. Um. Uh, I loved. Uh, what was it I loved about it? I wanted to talk about something. Let's talk about episode five, <laughs> <laughs> which was pretty much all the Mandalorian. So and uh, 
See, I wish we weren't talking about this because I haven't seen it yet. Uh, and that's that's this, this episode Wars, or all I'm of a, it. I, I I know a little bit about Star Wars. So Has, watching, have you seen this season? I've been watching. Oh, nice. It. Yeah, nice. perfect. So, okay. It's usually like two, three in the morning that I'm watching it. Yeah, but, I, uh, I do want to say hi to Chuck Stratton, the other half of the Rock and Roll. Yes, drive-in. absolutely. Um, thank you My for everything you guys do, Chuck. We appreciate you. And these are the guys and gals, but but yes, uh, man, uh, Boba Fett. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, episode five, basically Mandalorian. It was a yeah. new episode of Mandalorian. Yep. It is great. Uh, I honestly didn't expect it. I, I expected maybe if we were lucky to get you know some kind of Mando you know appearance, but I didn't expect to get a full start to finish episode of the Mandalorian. So uh, I do want to point out, Chuck says that he's never seen an episode of Star Wars. Yeah, don't, Chuck, no. Ever? Uh, stop stop so, talking about You know it. what, Chuck? Let's fix that. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's sit together, watch some Star Wars. How about Star Wars Marathon at the Rocky Road, Road Drive-In? He's never no, seen a single never Star Wars movie. In fact, when he told me he was, wanted to open up a drive-in, he'd never seen Star Wars. I, I had to second-guess well, the whole thing. <laughs> there's only, really? There's only like 15 movies now. Yeah, so I know. Super my easy my five-year-old's seen all, all uh, well, she hasn't seen all nine, but she's... She's yeah. got six in her, so yeah. yeah. So, so we got the uh, Naboo Starfighter that was brought back. You know, oh we have God. we have not seen since what episode one or two. It was episode uh, one, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember if Anakin, they showed it in Anakin two. Anakin piloted it whenever they right. took down the. That was pretty awesome. We got a hot rod engine Blockade. popping through the hood. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's what I wanted to talk Imagine about. Imagine that Air intake in space. Yeah, that that motor, the what what okay, looked like a carb yeah. like a like a uh, a souped up carburetor sticking out of the top of yeah, that with uh, on it. spaceship, was like the sexiest thing I've ever seen. I want one so bad now. I'll let your like, wife know. Yeah, let her know. Like <laughs> <laughs> let Katrina know, I need a uh, a souped up uh, starfighter. Yeah, there you go. That <laughs> Amazon probably. So, so that. you see how they put the you know the the shield helmet over where our you know where the R two unit should go. Yes. So I'm I'm thinking we're going to see Grogu in that eventually. Yeah. So that uh, I was assuming that was like a Grogu cockpit basically, yeah. is so. what we're getting there. Uh, but yeah, that was awesome. I loved seeing all the characters come back. I love the idea that we're going to get him in the rest of the Book of Boba Fett, um, probably leading to season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, what's, what's the sword called again? Black the Black Saber? Saber? Yeah. Or the Dark Saber. Uh, that that Saber. was really, it was really neat. How did how... we both say the wrong thing at the same time? <laughs> I blame him. Yeah. Okay. Dark cool. Saber. It's my fault. No. Yeah. I didn't do nothing. No, Dark Saber. Uh, yes. Okay. I get myself confused at this point. Blake, right. The sword is called the Dark Saber. I'll be the adult. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate that. So I, I really like, like me and Jared was talking earlier. It's really neat how it's not just a saber that anybody can wield. Right. You know, there's there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. And uh, it was really neat just getting figure that out. Yeah, it's like it's a level of like mysticism with the Dark Saber right. that if you fight against it, it gets heavier. That was so. Well, that's such a weird thing. Well, I feel like um, with the regular lightsaber, it's not like that. Yeah. So, so it's really interesting how this has its own. Its own thing. Well, that's you, why it's the only one that's black. I, I do have to that. wonder about that because each Jedi's lightsaber is built. They build it themselves mm-hmm. and they attune themselves to the Force and that's how they assemble it. Mm-hmm. And you have to be attuned to the Force and the um, the crystal in it to even make the lightsaber work. But each crystal represents something else and like what they're more attuned to. That's why like when you saw Visions and you saw all the like you had the yellows, you had the purples, you had the whites, you had mm-hmm. all these different colors. That represented something like what their specialty mm-hmm. would be with that series. And the black is completely separate. That's why they can get away with non-Force users being able to use it. Right, which is what I was getting at is that with a Jedi having to attune to their lightsaber, it's basically an extension of them. 
So you wouldn't see where you have to learn how to wield the lightsaber and it get heavier or become a problem. Part of you. Um, unless you're, uh, um, what's his name, uh, General Grievous. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you know because he I like he doesn't. Your cues for that. Yeah, the General Grievous. Yeah. <laughs> Do two more I, for you, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if you guys caught that, but in episode four, the droid that was just spinning things, uh-huh. and, and uh, she just goes up behind him, like cuts his, of... cuts his neck and kills him. And it's like, uh, I guess nobody thought about that with Grievous. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so the so you don't really see that with Jedi. So you know, you can speculate with the dark saber that the reason that that you have that is you basically have to attune yourself to it not being yours right. um basically you have to attune to the the dark saber itself and that's and, and possibly you would see that with the jedi's lightsaber even though we haven't canonically seen it but it could be that, that that's the case um also was that john favreau in the mandalorian armor playing the gunner Oh, the because he played him in season oh, one. That's right. I forgot yeah. about that. I wonder if it was. I meant I meant to look it up and I didn't. That ben, can you cool. see if that was John Favreau in the armor um, for for episode five? Uh, but I think cool that would was. be really cool. If yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got the Mandalorians back. Um, I, I was shocked that they he admitted that you know he's taking his helmet off mm-hmm. too. Uh, so I think that's going to be a whole other story in itself. Getting redeemed. Well, he was told in season two that that's not even a thing with real Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. That's just that's that why... he's part of the Death Watch. Um, I can't think of her name for the life of me, but the chick Bo-Katan. from Battlestar. Yes, that she had it off the entire time. Mm. Yes, yeah, like, right. Only a certain fraction does this. We are doing this, mm. so she, he is okay. That like gave him the permission to be able to that's do right. what he needed to do. But then he goes back to his but, group of religious. But he's asking for redemption, like, so yeah. obviously he's going to include himself with the fraction that it, does you know take that seriously. Yeah, that's pro- most likely going to build up into his whole because they they also mentioned Bo-Katan and how they were part of the reason why Mandalore became fractured the way they were. So I think this is going to play into the storyline of him redeeming himself amongst his uh, cast's eyes and then also realizing that he's probably the uh, one that should rule Mandalore. So I think I, this may set up for a season ending three, ending uh, him fighting Bo-Katan for the right to rule whatever part of Mandalore is left. That's which... 100% what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. super excited about it. And I mean, at least we know that you don't necessarily have to kill to take control, you just have to beat the person you're fighting. Mm-hmm. So Bo-Katan doesn't have to kill uh, Din Djarin to get the Darksaber. Um, she just has to defeat him in one-on-one combat. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you could still have a Season 3 and Season 4 and him surrender the Darksaber. Sure. I do think it would be cooler if a foundling becomes the chosen leader of the Mandalorians and unifies them and with the with the Darksaber, and, and that just becomes his... Destiny that that it doesn't end up being Bo-Katan. That, I think that he would have, to have does it. a good reason. Like they would have to bring in because in general he does not want it. He doesn't want anything to do with being the leader. I think he, they would have to come up with a good reason for him to become that. Well, I think I always love the stories where the best leader or the person that's destined to become the leader isn't the person who wants the power. It's the person that has earned the right and and takes it regardless of whether they want it or not because they're the right person for it. Yeah. So Din Djarin being an orphan and not being born as a Mandalorian um, and then also being a foundling brought into the Mandalorian order as this um, religious zealot uh, cult part of the Mandalorians and then becoming a regular, becoming a Mandalorian, then becoming the leader of the Mandalorians would be such a beautiful story that I kind of want to see it. Mm. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, pay attention to that until Billy said something, but uh, the BD droid is a reference to the Fallen Order video game. Yep. Uh, 
I didn't realize that until just Which now. Which I've not played, so I don't get it. It's very good. Game. <laughs> I have, yeah, it is a good game. It's basically the uh, main character in that game is uh, R two D two. Yeah. Character. So. So I I do have a real quick question, Jared. Um, are you done? Never. Are you done? No, I'm not even remotely close to being done. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Oh, shit. It's all right. <laughs> Second time I've done that. I'm so sorry. It's awesome. <laughs> Go ahead. Real professionals. Good. So, this week on Are You Done? Not make mine Marvel. Uh, <laughs> uh, we I'm are so sorry, Blake. <laughs> where Danny and Jared takes schoolyard arguments, bring them to the table on the podcast, and battles them out on camera. And I'm not really sure who decides who wins now. Everyone knows who we're, wins. We're working Everyone on it. The, the videos oh, will be going kidding. up on our social media, oh. and our fans can vote based yes. on their reactions. I can usually um, see in Danny's eyes if I've won the argument yeah. or not. So, so Danny this week has Rogue, and Jared has Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all ready to do this? So, so before we begin, I think it'd be appropriate to preface Rogue as what her she is before okay. so and i think that's fair to allow danny to be able to say that so i think we begin i sure. think we're basically saying that we're not gonna let rogue steal wonder just just drain wonder woman's powers off um she doesn't need it we're the version of rogue that i am arguing is rogue after she has taken possession of captain marvel's strength um so really the 90s cartoon series rogue um is the rogue i'm arguing uh and and we're not i'm not gonna just say She's just gonna suck all of Wonder Woman's powers out, and that's it. Because a, <laughs> it's it's such a uh, a cop out for the fight, and b, I don't know that she could. I think it might kill her to take on the entire powers of a demigod, um, in her in her body, not that in a, in a fight. But we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, it's cool. cool. Wonder Woman's intimidating. I'd be scared to argue against her too. <laughs> all right, <yeah. laughs> I'm I'm ready. All right, and hey, let's go. So Rogue the. Uh, Southern Belle from Mississippi. She's a brawler first. Um, started out as an X-Men villain and then was brought into the fold as a hero. Um, did drain, accidentally overused her power to drain other people's abilities and took all of Miss Marvel's strength um, and became able to like lift trains and punch her way through brick walls. Um, definitely puts her on Wonder Woman's power level. Um, she's not an Amazonian trained warrior, but she is a crazy hillbilly. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in a fight with a crazy hillbilly, <laughs> but uh, but that shit's rough. Uh, Amen. Rogue is like the <laughs> MMA champion of X-Men characters. She, uh, she will just straight up knock the shit out of you. Um, and I think that Wonder Woman is going to come into this fight thinking that she's going to be able to use her Amazonian training and then find out that she's just going to the ground uh, in a knockdown, drag out, hair pulling, fist slamming uh, fight. And she's uh, Rogue's going to slam some ass. <laughs> don't you, don't you dare, don't you dare. That is mine. Uh, all right, Jared, you ready? Uh, What's some bullshit? All right, yeah. All right, <laughs> let's go. All right, so I'm arguing uh, Wonder Woman, aka Diana Prince, the uh, uh, one of the more badass uh, characters in all of uh, of DC. She is on par with Superman in power level. She's also uh, being considered by Batman to be the best melee fighter in all of the DC universe, which is n- nothing to sniff at. Uh, she has a sword called the Sword of Athena, which is able to slice through atoms and uh, can kill gods. She has a lasso of truth, which whenever uh, bound around 
around somebody can incapacitate them and make them tell the truth. So basically, she could say, hey, tell me how to defeat you. Uh, if that doesn't work, she is very powerful in hand-to-hand combat, also can fly, uh, has supersonic speed because she also has uh, been gifted the powers of most of the Greek gods, uh, so she's pretty OP there. Uh, she's also taken on some of uh, DC's biggest people. She's gone toe-to-toe with Superman and beaten him in a fight several times, Hand- like just, just not straight up, not some Batman plot armor bullshit. <laughs> With the goddamn plot armor again. It it's real. You can't say it's not. Argue against it. We will argue, does Batman have plot armor or not? And I will win every single time. All right, here we go. Two minutes head ahead. Let's go. So I think the, the main thing that we need to establish is that because she has uh, Brie Larson, Miss Marvel's power level... Um, and we all know from uh, oh, oh, Endgame. Hold, hold, hold on one second. You can't just say <laughs> 90s, 90s Rogue does not have Brie Larson, she's got, Captain Marvel. She's got Miss Marvel's power. Brie well, Larson you has Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel in the MCU is not the power set of Captain Marvel in I the will, comic Yeah, books, I will admit. Which Sorry, you just you referenced. Me. You and caught she stole, me. <laughs> she didn't come into the modern day and steal Brie Larson's power. She stole the, the, the Captain Marvel of the 90s. Right. So she does have correct, the, ni- the 90s. Listen, 90s rogue. listen, here's what's going to happen. Uh, Wonder, can fly Wonder Woman and... can block any any attacks uh, uh, that uh, Rogue's going to send to her. Whatever blasts, yeah, whatever anything. Gauntlet, she's got a shield that can to block Superman's well, heat she's vision. Not, she's, she's not she, going to know what to do whenever... And then she's going to cut off Rogue's head. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> she's literally going to... Listen. Whenever this... Rogue cracks open a natty light, throws in a dip of skull, <laughs> jumps out of her lifted truck, flies over, she's and not just even starts. Gonna, she's not even going to be able to take a sip of that thing. This is not a, this is not a fair fight. This is not a fair fight at she's all. She's going to scream steak taters and gravy on her way in. Here's hold my want. beer, watch take, this. Hold my beer and watch this. You take Rogue, you tell her to come back, you tell her to come back with a few more X Men, and then maybe it'll have, be an even fight. She's going to have a belly full of bush light, a lip full of red man. She's She's going to grab Wonder Woman by the hair and she's going to break her nose and she's going to tell her she ain't messing with her man. And you can and tell, Wonder you can tell not he's not winning the do. argument whenever he does this because he knows Wonder Woman's not going to know what to do with herself. She's going to be like, Oh, I'm a I'm an Amazonian princess, and we don't act like this. And Rogue's no, like, she doesn't. I'm she a... beats it. She she has no problems killing she people. She was raised dude. in a in a society of philosophers. And... Yeah, they taught her at a young age the art of war for yeah. hundreds of years. Yeah, <laughs> they, she's gonna get beat by somebody that. Yeah, shoots, she's gonna get beat by shit out of uh, her hands. She's gonna get beat by a lady in some Crocs. Yeah, for sure. All right. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you. Uh, all right, y'all get 30 seconds apiece, uninterrupted, and let's go. So I don't think they have the Jerry Springer show in Themyscira, and I don't think Wonder Woman's going to know this particular level of hillbilly foo that uh, she's going to be getting from Rogue. So I think after she gets two or three, uh, after she gets two or three double wide trailers thrown at her, uh, and then maybe a Cummins dropped on her head, and she's not really know what to do with herself. Whenever Rogue, uh, whenever Rogue rips off uh, two or three uh, Chevy bow ties and whips them like batterings at her head, and she's trying to move out of the way, and then Rogue seals the deal by just beating the shit out of Wonder Woman. I think that's gonna be the end of the fight. <laughs> Uh, all so right, Jared. Sad. You ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to everybody listening right now. That is a 
poor shit show of an argument that Danny just did because he knows full well that Wonder Woman would not even break a sweat. So on behalf of the adults of Comically Inclined, I apologize for Danny's terrible, terrible arguments. But here's the facts. Wonder Woman is a better combatant. She's more powerful. She's faster. She's stronger. It's not going to be a fight. Wonder Woman can take on the majority of the X-Men and probably win. So, uh, you know, maybe next week Danny will do better. We do need a rogue shirt with this says hillbilly foo. <laughs> I would like She's to make one statement. Yeah. She would totally be drinking stag. Not, yeah. not. Well, I did say steak taters and gravy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I just wanted to be sure. I listed them all. Natty light, bush light, stag. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Jared, well. are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done now. I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> so blake uh you feel a certain way about your comics uh i i read kind of everything i'm a bit of a comic book slut but uh what what, what is it you say oh i have to make my marvel <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh make my marvel this week immortal hulk issues 13 through 15 only got three issues read this week i'm i'm slacking that's okay uh so you know we end off we, we ended where they're like in hell uh they're going to the beam where his father is to try to defeat his yeah good old father. Bruce banner yeah <laughs> so uh, absorbing man ends up giving the hulk his power his gamut back yeah because he's the only one that could defe- defeat his dad that was nice of him yeah yeah i mean he did nice. a real quick 180 turn real quick yeah uh <laughs> he's, you know he's actually a nice guy absorbing yeah, yeah. so he, he, beats, his, name like he, he beats his dad and all of a sudden boom they're back out of the hell realm back in the desert uh the hulk's gone but everybody else is left sitting there the reporter uh absorbing man i can't remember who else a couple other people there so uh bruce ends up he ends up turning back to bruce he reaches out to betty He's back with Betty. Uh, automatically, General Ross has died. Uh, doesn't say how or nothing like that, so I'm just assuming old age because I'm pretty sure he died in prison. Oh, no. Yeah. Is, is that right? I don't sure? know. Was he hiding some gamma in his prison wallet? Probably. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, Betty's attend, uh, <laughs> attends the funeral of Ross. Uh, General 14 uh, was there at the... What? You're good. General 14 was what? Oh. Is, it, is... <laughs> is that how you say that? 14? Four, yeah. 14? Yeah. yeah. 14. So anyways, he's there at the funeral. He steps up, pisses Betty off, speaking up, you know, for Ross about how great a man he was. How he was a father figure. Uh, so 14 ends up sending a sniper to go kill Bruce, follows Betty home because he's tracing her calls. He's heard the phone call of them talking back and forth. That's creepy. So uh, he's saying, hey, don't take the shot. You know, just let the Ross's funeral and Sniper ends up going against what he says, shoots through the house. He can just see thermal imaging and shoots Betty straight through the head by accident. Whoop. Kills her. So we think. <laughs> all, uh, <laughs> She's probably dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, all of a sudden you see Betty start glowing red, eyes turn red, she disappears. Yeah. Uh, he turns that into, happens, though, when you get shot in the head. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, he turns into the Hulk, blows up the house, uh, goes, after, goes after a sniper, and uh, Samson... Uh, what, what, Doc who, Samson? Yep, Doc, Doc Samson. Yeah. He ends up uh, intervening, saving the sniper, gets the Hulk to calm down. Uh, <laughs> he thinks that they're actually, they take off walking, they're on a search, uh, <laughs> walking, <laughs> looking for Betty, he thinks. Yeah. And then uh, the Hulk takes him to Rick Jones' gravesite, empty gravesite. He's, he's already came out, I guess he's hulked out his form. 
uh, and it's to be continued till next week. So Betty Banner is the Red She-Hulk. Yes, and has been for a while. What a name! Well, and, and he thought that Betty she Banner. was done with that. Like that had been absorbed out of her. She can't turn anymore. So he thought she was dead. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the Hulk died right before this series, and he came back. So right, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye put an arrow through his head. That so yeah. yeah, that's issues thirteen through fifteen this week. We'll make mine Marvel. Dug this denim jacket out of my dad's closet. He definitely you never did. get me down. This jacket plays, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you would find that in Rogue's closet. It's so it's such a that nice. That looks jacket. like something Tom Cruise would wear. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tom Cruise. This, this <laughs> so uh, just because we started a little late, I'm gonna run through our uh, our little um, closing stuff uh, and 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 go ahead and get out of here. Hey, before uh, before you do, Danny, uh, yeah. everybody, please. Uh, Go onto our Patreon and start doing that because it's cold as hell in here and we're poor. <laughs> and I would like to have some sort of heater. So if everybody could just maybe drop like five dollars on that, so we can get a freaking yeah, space it's, heater. Yeah, it's it's freezing in here. Yeah, it's really cold. It's cold. I don't want to do the podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm still wearing double layers from work today, so I'm good. Oh, all right. yeah. I didn't realize it was uh, it was that cold. You uh, literally so left it... to get a cardigan. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable. I now. would like for the record that this female is fine. Right. Oh, Thank you, Brittany. Well. Oh, good for you, Brittany. <laughs> you know, we didn't we didn't pick a top five for next week, guys. Oh, you're right. Let's do something not DC or a blend at least. You know, yeah. make it please. all DC. All... <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Blake's leaving the show. Jared's leaving the show. So I guess this is the last episode for Comic Book. How about so we've talked about this a little bit, but it hasn't. We haven't ever really established. How about we do uh, top five WTF moments in comics, like the top five craziest things we've seen happen in comics. So because you're the only one that made a recommendation, I do want to ask. Uh, Taylor Burton said top five uh, street level superheroes. No, no superpowers. Um, have we done something similar to that? I feel like, I feel we've like done, we have. We did. You're right. Something we did top five I mean, we could non-superpowered still, uh, heroes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Taylor, uh, if you go back and watch our previous episodes, that uh, that list is in there. Um, was that before so, you? No. No, no Jared was, was on that one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's do top five WTF moments. Hell yeah. Uh, and from comics, movies, anything. books, uh, no. TV shows, cool. movies. Hey, right. don't, I should come back of, for that one because yeah, I've got go. a whole... Yeah, yeah, bunch hey, that are in not shows. NDAs. Hey Blake, yeah. Blake, Blake, just Blake, just make sure you don't steal every, off of everybody else's. Yeah, list. Well, hey, it, it's it's not DC. Maybe make an original. It, it's not a lame, uh, you know, top five. So we won't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do want to say thank you. Just to, got colder in here. Did it not? I do want to say thank you to Lennox and Jude Photography. Um, for spon- uh, this is just a list of sponsors. Anyway, I want to say thank you to <laughs> Lennox and Jude Photography. I also want to say thank you to Drop the Mic DJ Service, um, Picture What Designs, uh, The Rock and Roll Drive-In, uh, Blake Hickman Construction, <laughs> uh, and Jesus Christ, who all oh, things, and Pete, everything's uh, possible. Perkins uh, <laughs> Performance for making our new stickers. Uh, we appreciate you guys, too. Um, so. We got another 200 stickers in to give away. So we uh, have some stickers to put on some stuff. Yeah, and if you see us in the street, just ask us for one. We'll give you. A, we'll give you a sticker. You can slap it on your car like I did. Yep, and it's a it's a good look. It is. Uh, Johnny, uh, Rock and Roll Drive-In is currently closed right now. Uh, when were you guys? Because it's opening? cold. Yeah, because it's like it's in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I will, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and get on Amazon order a space heater right now. <laughs> we'll have that down here for next week. And snacks. Uh, so we want snacks, too. My, Snack, yeah. my headlights are on. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, listen, no, listen, I bet Leonard Skinner gave a great spread, man. Are you Are you think, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's get on that level. <laughs> little craft services, maybe. You know? Yeah, a little, uh, Jared, coffee. You know what the difference between Leonard Skinner and the Dixie Chicks was? Was the snacks, man. That's number five. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Rock and Roll Drive-In is currently closed. When are you guys planning to be open again? Uh, we're, we uh, will open up in the spring, so it depends on the weather, really. Okay, you know. cool. So yeah, whenever uh, whenever you guys do get up and going, we're going to do Batman? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing we should do a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, for I mean, sure. We've got a, a big screen with a killer projector and great sound and great lights. Yeah, so. I'm excited. We've actually uh, discussed doing some kind of, like, uh, MST3K level, like, riffing yeah, for some movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which may be yeah. coming up. So, you know, keep an eye on our social media and also on the show. We'll be letting you guys know when those dates are coming. And go like and follow their page. Yeah, go Please. like and follow yeah, the Rock you. and Roll Drive-In on yes. Facebook. Um, great. It's gr- a great environment out of there. And, and drive-ins are dying. Um uh, big and large in in the United States, and it's so great that you guys have not only have one but just opened one, and it's such a joy to go out there and just watch a movie just just on a big screen like that. It's a whole different experience. I mean, you yeah. can't get anywhere else. So, yes. well, that's just it. It's it's about the experience because I mean, if you're gonna go see the movie to see the movie, then go to the theater because there's a lot of distractions there. You know, I mean, yeah. just sure. being outside alone, but uh, and butterflies but, and such. Butterflies. <laughs> I yeah. grew up with the Route for the Route 34 drive-in in my hometown, and so uh, being a teenager. I got the experience of going there with a girl and 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 not getting to score anything, not even making it to first base. So the experience of getting to go there and with my wife and actually get to kiss her while watching a movie was just such a big change for me. Gross. Because uh, <laughs> you stuffed all the so kids gross. in the other car. Because yeah. yeah. we did stuff yeah. all the kids in the other car. Well, yeah. I think I like to preface. I'm pretty sure he said earlier that that's not allowed in those in the drive-in. Well, we've theater, got so. cameras, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Cool. Ben <laughs> wants to know: Do you throw dance <laughs> parties there, like Footloose? Well, you know what? We've played Footloose actually, I think twice, and and we could, you know, yeah, we, we, I mean, we can do anything. We, we actually have plans to uh, build a uh, a proper stage there, so we can host live entertainment and oh, get bands cool. in there, and and uh, you know, use use my expertise, which obviously is not anything we've been discussing for the last hour and a half or two hours. Uh, minus a little Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so not only can we come and do live uh, entertainment, but movies and craft yeah. fairs and food trucks and all sorts of good stuff. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Out there. Um, also, all the links to everything we've been discussing, as well as our uh, sponsors, are in the show notes for the show. Um, you can go ahead and check that out, including the Rock and Roll Drive-In. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Mike Casey, being uh, our only Patreon subscriber still. Um, but as Jared said, you know, get in there, man. Uh, it's, uh, you the know, five bucks. five bucks. Yeah, I mean, five, bucks, five bucks. You'll get our exclusive content, um, including uh, the uh, Hot Chip Challenge video, which is hilarious. Um, and also we are working <laughs> no. on Give Me Five, which is where I give Blake and Jared Five pieces of information from an anime they've never seen, and they try to come up with what an episode is about. Oh, I want to help with that. <laughs> yeah. to, to preface, uh, I I think Avatar: The Last Airbender is anime, and that's about is. all I know. It's an Amerime. Yes. Yeah, that's um, the equivalency of what I know. Um, also, if you want to <laughs> yeah. uh, send us a question, or if you have just a burning question you'd like to ask us when we're not on the air, you can either go to our Facebook, or you no. can go to comicallyinclined.com yes. under the contact. Uh, uh, the contact tab. We have a form there where you can just send us a question, and we'll actually read it on air and address what you ask us. Um, and also, podcasts, especially audio-based podcasts, survive based on their ratings. Um, so, if you could give us a like, if you could share our stream, um, and if you could also go to um, 
uh, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. Spotify. Thank you. Apple Spotify, Music. iTunes, um, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and leave okay. us a review on our show. Uh, we would appreciate it. Also, pre-orders are open for Shepherd and the Horn Girl, uh, the new book by our head writer Brianna Bright. Um, so uh, you can go ahead and get that on the list of things you're going to read this year, especially if you added read more books in your New Year's resolutions. Um, but for everybody here at Comically Inclined, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>